Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Deruzza, and this is the Trust Psyche podcast on astrology and depth psychology. I'm a psychotherapist, astrologer, and teacher, and you can find me at trustpsyche.com, where you can begin studying astrology with me today. Thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Happy Eclipse Portal, everybody. I am so lit by this current Mercury-Uranus conjunction, and I am filled with revelation and insights and tons of excitement that I can't hold back and I must share. So today is April 23rd, 2023. This is Stream 36, and I'm just so delighted and honored that you're here with me today. Today's going to be a fun episode because I just want to share about everything that's exciting me right now. And I want to start off by saying uh, with such glee and amazement that we are opening up a magic shop. This is something that I have wanted to do since I was like seven or eight years old. I used to, in my room, draw the sign and create the logo. It was going to be called Jokes for Folks. And um, now, <laughs> as uh, an astrologer uh, uh, and a minister of magic, <laughs> uh, we're going to open up Trust Psyche Magic Shop. Uh, M-A-G-I-C capital K shop S-H-O-P-P-E. Um, and yeah, just because it's so fun and that's what I want to do. So some things that are going to be in this magic shop are going to be, um, for sale, all of our favorite astrology books, all of our favorite psychology books, all of our favorite philosophy, cosmology, and metaphysical books, um, uh, publications of our work and uh, access for anybody who wants to read all of the guides that we've created for every course that I've ever taught. And then, of course, t-shirts and hoodies and tote bag and stickers and mugs and then prints of... Um, artists in our community who are creating phenomenal uh, visionary um, work that is deeply um, connected to and inspired by uh, archetypal astrology and cosmology and so much more. Um, all of Travis's albums and uh, forthcoming an oracle deck. Um, so this magic shop is just like my childhood dream and um it came to me under this uh current venus gate that we're in right now um the moon and uh venus are conjunct in gemini and last night i was out with travis and loose at sunset and i saw the crescent moon you know when it's um there in the evening sky to the west and it's upward you know so it looks like it's smiling and then venus so bright right above it you can um just take in the uh the magic and the majesty of this alignment and what really hit me was that after or before every uh new moon there's a venus gate so when venus is an evening star that means 
after every new moon, about two days later, two, three days later, there's a moon-Venus conjunction, which is called a Venus gate. And then when Venus is a morning star, there's a moon-Venus conjunction in the morning as we're approaching the new moon. So the one that we're in right now in the evening is waxing, right? Because it's moving away from uh, the sun. But the one in the morning is waning, our balsamic. It's moving toward the sun. And I think, wow, what beauty, what pristine beauty uh, that our uh, cosmos has created to have the energy of moon and Venus be there after every new moon. It's and 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 um, or before, right? Depending on where Venus is, if she's a, an evening star, a morning star. And the reason why this struck me so much was a lot to do with the astrology course that I just co-taught with Travis, Aspects in Astrology, Sacred Geometry. We we're going to do a whole series of podcast uh, episodes that are wholly dedicated um, to what we learned in that class. Um, I am still integrating it. We're just about three weeks out now and it's going to take some time, but uh, we are writing it all down <laughs> and things are becoming crystalline clear as they do after you teach something um, and becoming um, you know, that beautiful simplicity that comes when you can see things clearly and it's almost like uh, that feeling of common knowledge or thought and yet um, never had it before this moment. I just I love that place in the journey of learning and discovery um, of that distillation process that comes after the big bang of the channel opening, you know, to see what is there and, and then that co-creation, which is very explosive, like a supernova, at least it is for us when we teach and just really opened up the portal that can only happen when you teach and have such a, um, a phenomenal, exquisite uh, group of beings coming together, all studying the same thing and sharing the night sky and ritual magic together, which we did. And, uh, you know, I really got to understand the story, the unfolding story of the aspects from the conjunction all the way around the circle uh, back to the conjunction again, right? The beginning and the ending. And what I took in last night was that Moon Venus is um, um, inherently woven into that story being either on the uh, front or back end of that conjunction phase of the sun and the moon coming together once a month. Um, and I can feel that, that after the conjunction, after, um, the new beginning and the fresh start and the seed being planted and the supernova taking off and the purity of the oneness before it has come into dynamic relationship, uh, moon Venus is there to sweetly, lovingly, um, usher us in and out of that energy and as I paid attention to what was going on in my life uh, yesterday and today, still fully in it, this is part of it, was just the immensity of love that is present to us, um, really deepening in um, as much as I can to the present moment and just feeling how when we do that, there is um, unconditional love available to us. Yeah, just really making that my practice right now, right? Because 
fear is so rampant, uh, so contagious. This world is so full of it. And um, yet what I have access to through choice in any moment is to become present and access that love and, and, and to pray for um, serenity and benevolence and uh, kindness, really. Um, and that um, only um, uh, people or beings that I invite in get to be here. Um, and that served me. And this is such a deep practice for me right now. And it's really, really, really important to me and my well-being, mind, body, spirit, holistically in my energetic body. And I can just feel um, the profoundness of that practice. And then the gifts that come with the space um, of revelation, right? And it's like this return um to youth and to childhood dreams that carry a certain conjunction quality to them of purity when we're young and then life happens and um, sometimes we lose touch with that or we forget it or it becomes faint or far away and you know today getting to really own and reclaim my magic shop and it's like yeah you know when I was a kid it was more literal like I thought I was gonna be selling like magic uh, toys and 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 we and we may we very well may I don't know um, I always loved magicians I'd always go to magic shows I was always the one raising my hand begging to get up on stage and the few times that I did were absolutely incredible and then one day I realized that they were using devices to create magic and I thought okay, I love this, but I thought magic, magic was real. And I thought that magicians were really doing magic, I think as a lot of children do. And so that kind of literalism that we can do sometimes um, as human beings or as a child, you know, and it's like, wait a second, if I can take that magic shop more um, me metaphorically, symbolically, which gives it more dimension, more range of possibility um, in the imagination and what can what can be co-created. It's like, no, I still get to have a magic shop. I still get to be a magician um, as an astrologer. Uh, it's just, yeah, it just is taking a different, slightly different form than what I imagined it was, you know, when I was seven or eight. And there's a, yeah, I think a sublime beauty to that. And I think I would imagine that that would be true for all of us as humans, that if we could go back and remember or recall, um, you know, like recall, call in, recall, call in our childhood dreams, um, no matter how small or big, uh, and, and, and take it and say, well, could this be, is there a way to, to creatively and imaginatively go for this? Or is there some way you know, even better that I'm already doing this if I look at what I'm doing more symbolically. Um, I just love that. It's so fun. It's so playful. So that's something that I've been very excited about. Something else I really noticed today was um, we were on the beach and ran into a significant person in our life that we only see run into a couple times a year. It's always uh, serendipitous, right? Like we, it's not planned, um, which is obviously a fun part of Uranus, but definitely Mercury Uranus, the trickster, very playful, very spontaneous. I love surprises. I mean, you kind of have to, if you like magic and want to be a magician. Uh, and so I, I, I delight in, um, 
synchronicity, uh, serendipity, and the universe's convergences. Uh, and what I realized was the last time I ran into this person was the last eclipse portal last fall, six months ago. And that, that that time they delivered a message um, to us that did end up changing the course of our life. Yeah, quite, quite literally. And um, yeah, to that magnitude, truly. And um, at that time, it was very jarring and disturbing and disruptive and confusing. And today, when we ran into them, I felt... Um, the, I felt the completion and the release energetically and vibrationally. And I was like, whoa, that, uh, that last time, uh, it was coming in through the dragon's tail and now it's going out the dragon's head <laughs> and it's, it's been, um, metamorphosized. It's been metabolized, um, it's been digested and transformed as the dragon does from tail to head, from karma to dharma, from south to north, uh, particularly in Pluto, uh, Taurus, Scorpio. And of course, dealing with uh, both uh, Taurus and Scorpio people in this situation. And the deliverance, I just love that word, the deliverance here six months later uh, in this Venus gate under this um, Mercury retrograde conjuncture on us and uh, the freedom and the liberation that comes with that and the way that we are messengers for one another. Uh, Mercury Uranus is the archetype of the messenger and we're messengers for each other. We deliver messages, often quite unknowingly. Um, we, we never know what message we might be delivering to somebody. And, and this really gets pretty deeply into the uh, metaphysics and ontology of interpretation. And I've really been realizing, so funny how we wake up to ourselves. <laughs> so funny how I wake up to myself. I've been realizing, oh my. I'm an interpreter, right? It's it's my job to, uh, or my you know my calling to interpret uh, the messages that I'm receiving from the planets and from the divine and from my higher self and from my clients' higher selves, and find a way to interpret it um, so that it lands in them in, in as much resonance as possible for what it is that they're needing. And the truth is, is most of the time, I don't know what that is, right? All I know is what's coming through. And that's why interpretation is at least triadic. It's a conversation between, for the astrologer, the divine, and me, and then me and the client. And I'm doing my best to interpret and translate what's coming through. And then the client has to do their part of interpreting and making meaning of what it is I'm bringing. And the fact is, is I have zero control over that part. I have zero control. How the other, in any part of my life, whether it's in a client or with a friend or with a stranger, how they're going to make meaning of what it is that I'm saying. Because 
I do not occupy their subjective experience. I do not know the references and associations and reverie and correlation or trigger points that are going to happen for that person. All I can do is do my best to bring through in my channel what's coming through and then allow, surrender, let go of then what happens from there. And I think this is a really big deal for astrologers. I think this is a really big deal for teachers, especially a teacher of astrology, is that the nature of interpretation is that it goes beyond us on both sides of the receiving and the giving. And in that way, it's very transcendent and transpersonal. It's very much beyond myself. And I'm doing my best to... Um, and I, I don't quite have language for this yet, but remove my ego to allow whatever it is that's needing to come through with as much trust as I can possibly muster that that is what is needed. And it's such a risk, right? And then just think about all the readings I've given over the last 15 years. It's such a risk every time going in there and saying, you know, especially if you don't know the person, you're looking at their chart, you're looking at their transits, you're getting these messages, you're giving it to the person, and you're like, hey, I, I don't know you, but here I am peering into your soul and sharing this sacred space, and here's what's coming through. And it's just incredibly wild what has come of that. I mean, across the whole spectrum. And, you know, there are folks who, after a reading, and I'm sure many astrologers out there can relate to this, you know, the power of it. It's, 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 it's daunting. Uh, <laughs> it's daunting. It's humbling. It, it, it takes you to your karmic edge, <laughs> right? Uh, and ethical, I mean, right? I think we don't become an astrologer or a therapist without some kind of ethical existential crisis. It's just part of the initiation when you take in the seriousness of, um, in that sense of, of transformative power, the ability to influence change, which is a part of what a magician is doing, uh, right? And so, um, yeah, and there's, there's right, there's some, there's a whole spectrum of that from light to dark. But however, um, it's like I, you have people who um, leave their jobs, um, who leave their careers, who um, decide to have a child, who um, decide to get divorced, who um, decide to sail around the world to reconnect um, with, uh, you know, a, a long lost friend. And it's like, I have never said to somebody, hey, I think, you know, this, you should have a kid, like the transits are looking good for that. But I have had clients contact me, of course, after and say, hey, you know, from that reading, you know, what the message that I was getting was that this was a, the time for me to have a child. And I just, we all want to thank you for that. And I'm like, wow, like, that's what you got through your end of the interpretation and that is why, to the best of my ability, when I'm interpreting, I do my best to keep it symbolic and metaphoric, which keeps it multidimensional, psychological, spiritual, interpersonal, interpsychic, right? I'm speaking in that way, and the literal part of it is only one level of it, right? 
and and then I'm and then I'm doing my best to speak multivalently, right? From light to shadow, from distorted to clear, and giving the range of possibility to locate the different aspects of the stories that we're living inside of and waking up into and then having choices to co-create um and 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 be in the dance and and change our paths and change our futures. And um it's like part of what uh at the astrologer and I think actually deeply on every interpersonal level for all of us as humans is like letting go of that control of how we're going to be received and that's why my practice is again and again coming back to what my truth is because all I have control over is listening to my truth and choosing from that place and I have to believe from my metaphysics and my cosmology my spiritual practice my psychological practice and just my very real lived human practice is that when I come from my truth it is for the highest good of myself and all those involved now people may not like it egos may not like it but I am the one that has to live with myself and so I stand behind me I stand behind my decisions fully clearly always while I'm you know learning and growing but what's becoming more and more clear to me is the quality of beings that I want to be in relationship with the quality of beings that I want to be in relationship with and that that's my choice. And how important that choice is. Because, for example, when I go to teach, because what's coming through me is happening in real time, right? I, ha I, I have ideas of what needs to be said. I, I know how to teach the technicality of it step by step. Yes, that, that is there. But there is a very real lived in the moment experience. That is why I have never taught the same thing twice. And that is why I will not teach the same thing twice. Because it's evolving and I'm evolving and we're evolving. However, what has become immensely clear to me in the last several weeks and months is that the quality of my channel depends on the quality of beings that are present with me in the co-creation of what's coming through that specific moment in time. And that is why I am calling forward and forth the highest, clearest <laughs> vibration of beings where it's just a light touch. Ding, ding, ding. It's a light touch. I've done my heavy lifting and I'm done. But I'm here for a light touch. Right, an ushering, a fairing, an opening for those who are willing and ready to come into the dance and to play and co-create because that's what I want. That's what I desire. And so I'm going to be hosting a mini-series here on this podcast and it's going to be the real shared stories of astrologers and their coming out process that's right astrologers have to come out it's a requirement of being a professional astrologer and I want to hear from you and so if you're listening to this and you have a coming out story I would love for you to send it in to me and you can send that 
to Travis at TrustPsyche.com. Travis helps handle and co-facilitate everything that happens here at Trust Psyche. And so if you feel called, I would love to hear from you because I think there are so many incredible and touching and inspiring and heartbreaking stories of what it means to come out as an astrologer to our family and friends and our whole history, our whole network around us that includes naysayers or atheists or people who are going to judge and criticize or mock or whatever right in those distortions and so I'm going to host this series because what I see as a professional astrologer and as a teacher is the number one block that I see from people becoming successful professional astrologers is not fully coming out to everybody in your life. And I'm going to get into why that is, but I'm going to just leave it for there for now. It's like for what it's worth, you know, I've, I've worked with enough people now over the years to see this it's the number one block. Oh, but if I send out that newsletter to every person in my life where I announce that I'm giving readings or I'm doing whatever profession as an astrologer, I just think of, you know, my aunt or my cousin or my ex-coworker or my ex-boss or, you know, my high school teacher. It's incredible who the people are in our psyche, in our minds that we're concerned about fair right human I get it and I just want to say that if the um, imagined or real judgment that someone is going to have to you for you being in your truth is keeping you from your truth when you're ready you can open that door to freedom by coming out It's not just good business, it's good psychic hygiene. When we keep secrets and we don't come out, it does something to us. I'm just gonna offer that for now. So I'm really, really, really excited to host this salon because I think the community of astrologers needs to be able to share these stories and what it's like so that we can feel that connection and camaraderie, that unity in this experience of becoming astrologers and shouting it loud and proud to the whole wide world, right? Because there's no really hiding it because there's really no hiding ourselves. I just think that's the thing, you know? Every day that goes by, it's just like... You know, I'm reminded of Audrey Lord. You know, she's like, our silences do not protect us. You know, she she was facing terminal cancer, and she was just like, my silences do not protect me. Like I'm going to die. And it's like, am I gonna die free or not? And it's like, yes, <laughs> this is the inevitable for all of us. Um, and so Mercury Uranus is definitely about choosing freedom. I think Mercury is that part of us that uh, 
becomes conscious and Uranus is the awakener and it's that awakening of our consciousness to realize we have a conscious choice and to choose freedom and what else is our truth than freedom and it very well may be at times uncomfortable or awkward or maybe even painful but deeper down our truth is our freedom and at least for me that's where I'm at in my journey is choosing that and seeing what's possible what can life be when we do that just as an experiment Mercury Uranus is about taking experiments and innovation and risk to try something different and to see what could happen from here and in my experience what's happening is life is opening up more in a more fun loving creative way and it excites me and it's the reward of choosing truth right like I don't think I could have gotten to the magic shop if I hadn't done other clearing out that I needed to do in the recent weeks I don't think any revelation for us in our life is possible without the previous work that we've done to clear out and make space for the revelation to come in because then we're ready to wake up to and become conscious of and the thing about the human journey is that is a lifelong eternal process we are forever waking up to ourselves and so if we can do that with as much kindness and compassion as we can we eliminate unnecessary suffering because it is the human condition us as spiritual beings in this human journey to wake up right and the way that we get to delight in that waking up, though at times can be very painful often to become conscious of something, we come into deeper truth. And when we come into deeper truth, two things happen in my experience. One, objective retrospection on our life. We get to see our story from a new perspective that helps us integrate what's happened. And then two, the opening through the clearing of that integration into what can be possible and what comes next and choosing to move toward what feels good what feels right I love that I just I think that that is the genius and the brilliance of Uranus and with Mercury station retrograde right there I'm able to see that with more lucidity I think if any combination relates to lucid consciousness it's Mercury Uranus and so I um, and just um, opening myself as much as possible to ride this wave for the next couple months because usually this transit lasts a week, right? But this one's lasting a couple months. And so uh, revelation, insight, epiphany, synchronicity, um, it, it's so alive and available to all of us right now to learn and grow and open our minds. Also, a really fun Mercury Uranus thing happened today in my neighborhood. I live on a, uh, so I live in, on a little uh, island or key in the Gulf of Mexico. But on the the, the street I live on, it's circular. I uh, actually live around a pond, which was um, the pla- the source of fresh spring water uh, coming up from the ground. Um, here in Florida, we have an incredible amount of fresh water uh, underneath. Um, because the state is essentially a swamp underneath um, there's a lot of fresh water and on where I live and 
is the source of the fresh water um, for the island, which means that, you know, what I imagine at least is that uh, the Calusa people who lived here, uh, most likely this was a sacred site as, you know, where we get our um, uh, elemental uh, human needs met, uh, fresh water being one of them. So anyways, um, uh, I was walking walking uh, loose around the block trying to get her to nap earlier, and um, somebody uh, put up one of those lending libraries uh, or it's like a, no, no, a free library, even better free library. You know, it's a wooden box and inside of it are books and you can take a book or you can leave a book, uh, which is so Mercurianus, right? Free library, free books. Um, but then also, uh, just the like spontaneous emergence of this. I've always wanted one. Uh, I've always been drawn to them. They remind me of my years in California, especially in Berkeley. There's so many of these and, I just love that somebody was willing to take their creative time um, and energy to do that. And I just had uh, a stack of books that I was wanting to give away, but my books are sacred, right? Like I, all my texts that I read, I, I love them. Um, it was just that uh, these particular ones I either had doubles of or I just, it was okay. I didn't, I didn't need it. I had, I had gotten what I needed from it. And, um, <laughs> also fun with this transit is Travis has been wanting this like epic large real wooden bookshelf open shelving massive uh for like the last five years he hasn't had a place for his books and as a scholar and a philosopher you could only imagine what that must have been like for him and we were just like you know we were just trying to call it in and like it just hadn't figured it out yet we're riding our bike down the road and voila St. Michael's, uh, I like this. Let's see, read it symbolically. Uh, St. Michael uh, left out this free, massive wooden bookshelf. It was so big, uh, we had to get our neighbor's large blue truck to uh, lift it in and put it in. So heavy, as real wood is. And it was just like this delightful surprise. And it just felt like the universe was granting Travis a wish. And it's like this wish, right? Mercury Uranus is your wish. It's this wish. It's playful that you're wanting. And then like the sudden unexpected Uranian surprise. We get the bookshelf in and like it doesn't fit where we need to put it by one and a half inches. It's like, oh my God. So Travis goes and he asks neighbors if, you know, they have a, 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 a saw and he goes and he sands the whole thing down. He's his grandfather was a carpenter. He definitely has a carpenter into Mars, Mars Saturn, the carpenter, and he with his Mercury, of course. And he's like sawing it down, and he gets it in, and he it's so glorious, you guys. And he puts it in, and he goes and he puts all of his books, all of his astrology books, philosophy books, cosmology books, you know, and they all just fit, and it's just so glorious. Anyways, so this is why you know I cleared out some of my books in this process. Well, you know, relatively speaking, my books are pretty radical, and Mercury. Uranus is like radical ideas, radical conversations, radical books. And we like go and put the books in. I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, uh, I, there's a fair amount of conservatism where I live. And it's like, oh boy, what are people going to think of this? You know, things like um, uh, mating in captivity by Esther Perel or um, taking charge of your fertility or, um, 
different different kinds of like spiritual midwifery books I was like someone's gonna find this and it's either gonna change the course of their life or they're gonna burn it <laughs> both Mercury Uranus responses right it's like the book that changes your life you know Mercury Uranus people or when we have Mercury Uranus in the sky or we're going through Uranus Mercury transits we can often like come into a book that radically changes our life or opens up our mind to you know a new paradigm and it really is radical I mean that's Uranus's nature uh, or we can have like a, a radical conversation you know totally synchronistic and just like whoa that just like opens us up and so for some people it's like that's gonna change their life or <laughs> some others is gonna rebel against you know the text like no that's too radical there that's too liberal and burn it both very fitting Mercury Uranus responses so that that was super fun to notice I was like oh this is so awesome I just love how astrology is always happening and more and more it's imminent for me in that thinking about it less as happening up in the sky and more as happening here right here right now on earth in this human form uh, you know in the sense of omni it's omnigenetic I mean it's um uh, yeah omnigenetic omni uh, Genesis, like right? it's like the birth and the origin of the universe is in every place and every moment. That's its miraculous fractal holographicness. And when we are able to come into that state of mind, which is a choice, um, what we see in that omnigenesis is that um, uh, powerful, unconditional love. Uh, and creativity that is always available to us and astrology is one uh, way of seeing that right of mapping that tracking that but mostly being in dialogue with that and as I've been saying recently in my YouTube videos it's like astrology is a language right it's a living language um, astrologos right the the language of the heavens the language of the stars and it's a language and languages only exist if we speak them and they are created through uh, necessity of relationship right it's because we're in relationship and we're in community or we're in group that we have to have a shared language to communicate and astrology can be a universally shared language and this is Uranus's connection with the democratization of mercurial knowledge and information, which is what do we share? We share the night sky. We share the heavens, right? It's the dome in which we are all living within. And all we have to do is look up, right? And and to, to ask for that guidance. And when the below remembers the above, the above rains down its blessings to the below. This is what that sacred dialogue of astrology is or can be and I think that there's something incredible that happens when we remember that when we invoke that when we live that and that's why I love that our you know kind of new tagline is um, come live astrology with us right come live astrology with us and out of all the places in the universe, you're here right now with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
I have immense love and gratitude and joy for you being here with me. And it is because of you and the quality of your being and what you bring that allows what wants and needs to come through me to come through. And it equally serves us all, myself included, and that is essential and that is necessary. So I'm sending you my love and my joy and my mercurial playfulness during this eclipse portal on this Venus gate with this very lovely, trickstery, delightful Mercuranus. Okay, I'll see you all next time. Thank you for being here with me. This is the Trust Psyche Podcast, and I'm Jessica DeRuzza. We are dreamed into existence. What we do with that dream is up to us. How we dream is as important as what we dream, for the what of the dream knows itself through the how.